0: Shall we pray? So, Father, we pray that you give us understanding. Please, Lord, help us to receive your word. Lord, please give me utterance. Let me set my eyes and my heart on you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, we continue our journey through the book of Acts. Where we are in chapter 10 is a very important section because. It's, repeated three, it's, it's recorded three times. So here in Acts chapter 10, if you turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 11 from verse 5, Peter repeats it. In Acts chapter 15 from verse 7, it also becomes central in the first church council. It's also there. So it's, it's an important passage. It's important because here we have the conversion of the Gentile church. Um, in Acts... Remember the Ethiopian Enoch? Yes, he was a Gentile. But it appears that perhaps maybe at this time in the story, the apostles didn't know of it. That a Gentile has also become a believer. So here in Acts 8, we almost have a formal welcoming of the Gentiles, you and I, into the body of Christ. So we have the conversion of the Gentile church, but we also have another conversion in there. The conversion of the perspective, the thinking of Jewish Christians. So here in our passage, we'll actually see two conversions. The Cornelius and household, they are converted. But Peter and the other Jewish Christians also, they are converted. And the way we, we read just a portion, but the story actually begins from verse 1. So it begins with Cornelius. He has a vision. Peter has a vision. Colonius sends some people to Peter. Peter comes to Colonius' house. Um, Colonius welcomes him. Peter speaks. The Holy Spirit comes upon Colonius and his household, and then they are baptized. So that's the story. Peter, Colonius, Peter, Colonius, and God Himself also acts. Our theme for this morning is acceptance by God. Acceptance by God. Um, Acceptance is something we all have an experience of. Um, If you are a guy here and you've not worried about acceptance, then perhaps you've not met a girl you love. You've not seen somebody (laughs) Charlie. (laughs) I remember walking into Sarah's room one day and knocked on the door. It's open for me. I see Sarah and two of her roommates, so three ladies and three guys. I think they were sitting on the floor watching a movie. I knew they're a cab of fear. <laughs> In my mind, I had done the pairing. The door of acceptance appeared to be getting narrow and narrower. But today, I want to talk about the acceptance that puts all other acceptance into their right perspective. Acceptance by God. And um, I've titled the message Acceptance by God because of what Peter says in verse 34. Then Peter began to speak. and now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and that's what is right. So that is how Peter sees this, the acceptance by God. Our passage will teach us two things about acceptance by God. The first is this. Acceptance by God is initiated by God. Acceptance by God begins with God seeking you. And we see this point in, the, in our passage by what happens, the double visions that God gives to Cornelius and then Peter. So look at verse 3 to 6. One day at about 3 in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, he asked, the angel said. Your prayers and your gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the tanner whose house is by the sea. So this is the vision, Cornelius' house and then Peter also. Look at verse 9. Verse 9. About noon the following day as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up to the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. <laughs> Come to me the normal bow. <laughs> He's hungry. <laughs> he falls into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four footed animals, as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time Do not call anything impure that God made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. Now listen to what Peter says. So Peter joins the guys who have come, and he goes to the house. Verse 28. He said to them, You are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. Peter is saying, left me alone. There is no way I'll be here. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So, when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask, why you sent for me? You see, in our culture, it is the, the host who asks the guest why they came. But things are so, Peter is so confused. He's the, he's the guest and he's asking the host, Why have I come? And listen to what Colonius said in verse 31. So Colonius is recounting his vision Colonius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So, I sent for you immediately, and it was good for you to come. Now, we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded, me to tell, commanded you to tell us. So, Cornelius is also saying, I also had a vision, and God told me to come and send for you. Please, what do you have to tell us? God is on the move. If it had not been God orchestrating this meeting, it would never have happened. You see, to be accepted by a lady, what do you have to do? You propose, hopefully. (laughs) To be accepted in a school, you have to apply. For a job, you have to search But to be accepted by God, the initiative begins with God. We love Him because He first loves us. The initiative is always on the part of God, it begins with God. So, this should well in our hearts some gratitude sitting here this morning, would you consider yourself accepted by God? Then, it should well in your heart some gratitude. I also think it should have, it should affect the way we think of ourselves. If you think you have been accepted by God, then this is what it means. God personally, personally, Sort you out. God was deliberate and intentional in orchestrating the moment, the places, the people, all that happened around you. For you to be accepted by him. It is not, maybe you got born again in a crusade. Yes, there were other people around you. But God does not do mass production. Handmade, made deliberate salvation. Customized. So, please. For some of us, when we think about our salvation story and we hear somebody else's story, we even begin to doubt our salvation. Our story, <laughs> story Basabini, like, you are thinking wrongly. It doesn't matter how. If you think and you know you have been accepted by God, remember this, who took the initiative? God. God himself took the initiative and he purposely and deliberately put things around for you to be accepted. Listen, so if I can put it this way, there is some worth God has placed on us. When we see people going to mine for diamonds, how do they take care? So you see how it works in, in the mining? is because of the wealth of the thing that attracts us to it. So when they are deliberate and they are intentional, because of the wealth that is there. But when it comes to acceptance by God, the fact that God came to seek you, it sort places the worth on you. It's not the worth in us that attracted him. But the fact that he came to seek you, God has placed some worth and dignity on you. Never look around at other Christians and think that you, you just came, as we say, um, what's the adage? As for you, you are you don't see any special gift you have. You don't see any big thing you do for people to celebrate. You are not standing in front. and You are thinking wrongly. If you believe that you have been accepted by God, then our passage is showing us that the initiative was on God's part. God wanted you. God wanted you. The second thing our passage teaches us, acceptance by God comes through the gospel. When Peter comes, he speaks, and Luke puts down Peter's sermon here for us. Look at what he says from verse 36. He first tells him, You know the message. God sent to the people of Israel announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ who is Lord of all. Again 37. You know now he talks about the events. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached. Verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. What I'm telling you is not something that I'm making up. We are witnesses of everything he did. The good news is not something that people are making up. These are historical events with spiritual significance. He says that 39, they killed him by hanging him on the cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. Again, he was not seen by all people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And so this is what he did. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him. That's Now he's going to talk about the significance of all that Jesus did. That everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Peter preaches the gospel to Colonius. The events about Jesus. And so what should it mean for you? He says, Colonius, you have to believe in him to receive forgiveness of sins. And we are told what happened. While Peter was still speaking these words, God himself does his confirmation. God pours out his Holy Spirit on them. God poured out his Holy Spirit on them and they also begin to speak in tongues and praising God. What does that remind you of? Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost. So what happened there is repeated here. The Holy Spirit comes upon them, they are speaking in tongues, and then they are praising God. When you read this, there's a mistake we can make. We might think that, you see, look at how Cornelius is described. He and all his family. Verse two. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need, and prayed to God regularly. Now look at this. He's a godly person. So if this godly person would have a vision, what do you think the angel is going to say? And the, actually, when the angel comes, he says, "Your arms giving and your everything has risen up before God." So Colonials. Continue on this path, Cornelius. God has seen all that you are doing, so continue doing it well. But what does the angel say, Cornelius? Let me tell you something. Send for Peter immediately. He has something you need. He needs to hear the gospel to be saved. Acceptance by God is not based on your goodness. It is, yes, God takes the initiative but the way he brings us his acceptance is through what Jesus Christ has done. Colenius, send for Peter he has something to tell you. And you see how Peter concluded his message? Verse 43. Everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Colonius, you need the gospel. Sometimes when we think about acceptance by God, we can make the mistake of just looking at the really, really terrible people. So perhaps you, you walk, you drive past the Atamuda Street, and you see the ladies there, and you know in your heart these people, by all means, they need God to accept them. You hear about armed robbers, people doing terrible things, and then these people. But you see somebody who appears to be prim and proper, who appears to be nice, and you think that for them, they are sorted. Colonius was not sorted. He needed to hear the gospel, for God to confirm his acceptance by pouring the Holy Spirit upon them. Acceptance by God is through the gospel. And here, an important thing that happens is that look at how the apostles, they are surprised. So, after the Holy Spirit comes upon them, verse 45, the circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. These Jewish people who had become Christians, they were surprised. Why were they surprised? They were surprised because, in their thinking, for a Gentile like us to be accepted by God, they have to come through Moses. They have to first be circumcised. They have to observe the law of Moses. They will say that yes. So that is why it became an issue in the book of Galatians. Yes you have to believe in Jesus. We know Jesus died for us. Peter is preaching the gospel here. Jesus died for us and everything. But are you saying that we can just throw away all the regulations and the laws in the book of Moses? No, 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 no. The book that Moses wrote, no. You also have to keep the law for God to accept you. But these are Gentiles. As they were sitting down, they see the Holy Spirit comes upon them. They are speaking in tongues. They're like, no, it doesn't add up. These people are having direct access to God without coming through Moses. Yes. Yes. Because it's Jesus who grants that direct access. Jesus is the true and better Moses who has given us access to God. So, if acceptance by God is through the gospel, brothers and sisters, please listen. Don't have any intermediary between yourself and Jesus. Don't have anybody come between you and Jesus. Don't allow somebody to become the spiritual conveyor belt to take you to God your acceptance is through the gospel full stop are we saying that Christian community is not enough I mean it's not important are we saying that we don't need no that's not what what we are saying we are not saying that we are undermining teachers, spiritual leaders, disciples community we are not undermining this but we are saying that they sh- we should have no in our heart that they are not they don't they, they don't come between us and Jesus that we, we don't have direct access to Jesus unless we are coming through our pastor pastor ask for this only you can pray pray to God for me that you are told that when you pray in the name of Jesus going to him is not enough. You, you, you can't. You need somebody with some spiritual insights and different oils, with some different elements. Yesterday I heard somebody talking about you need certain four spices. You need meh, you need this, you need that four spices, but the big ingredient is olive. If you want to really, you want, you want to God to do things for you, You need these things plus olive. You need, if you want promotion, you need to apply nutmeg to your feet. Apply, apply, apply. When you're going to bath, you pour the oil in water. Because you, on your own, you don't have access to God. You don't have any direct relationship to God. You need an intermediary. Brothers and sisters, if you don't remember this in the day of trouble, you not seek for God, you seek for an intermediary. If you don't remember this and begin to pray that God will write this truth upon our hearts, that Lord, just as I am, I am accepted by you through the gospel. When the foundations are shaking, when things hit you hard. You will not run to the Lord who accepts you. You will run for an oil. Peter and the circumcised people, they are shocked. That even Gentiles, even Gentiles, they have a direct access to God without any intermediary. So, acceptance by God. Are you accepted? Remember who took the initiative. So that even here, as we look at colonials, if we apply these things and we look at Colineus, his goodness, we know who, who was already behind the scenes working. In his prayers, in his seeking for God, in all the, we know who was behind the scenes. God. There's a God who has taken initiative so that you will be accepted. Never think of yourself as an inferior Christian. When you do that, you are thinking wrongly. You are looking at the wrong things. You are looking at the outward. Look at the reality. God took the initiative because he wanted you And that his acceptance came through the gospel. So you have to grow deeper in believing and holding on to and just applying the gospel to your heart constantly. There are so many things you hear. There are so many things you hear. If you are not applying the gospel to your heart, you'll know that you'll think that no. As for you, for other people, yes. But as for you, given your past, you, God, accepts you just as you are. You, you, having direct access to God, you think the gospel is not enough. By that, you are saying Jesus Christ is not enough. If Jesus is not enough, who is enough? Shall we pray? Jesus is indeed enough. If you are here and you are not sure if you are accepted by God, in your heart, you, you desire to be accepted by him. There's the opportunity. Acceptance comes, what Peter said, by believing the gospel. That Jesus was a man who lived for you who died, who rose again. And so when you trust in him, you receive forgiveness of sins. If you are not sure you have been accepted by God, there's a time you can pray that, oh Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I put my trust in you. Jesus, I put my trust in you. Please pray if you haven't made You haven't taken this step. You want to pray. Are you at a place where you are You are doubting if God wants you. If God is interested in you. You want to apply the truth of your acceptance to this feeling, to this thinking. If he did not want you, why did he come searching for you? You want to apply this truth to your heart. That Lord, because you have accepted me, it shows me that me, me, as terrible, as flawed as I am, you you wanted me, you wanted me. Perhaps you've been in situations where it appears people didn't want you. You want to hold on to this greater acceptance. God wants you. Apply this truth in your heart. Lord Jesus, as you orchestrated for a colonials to be saved, so with me. You moved heaven and earth to get me. I'm loved by you. I'm cherished by you. I matter to you. Maybe at home, at work, it appears you don't matter. But I are saying that, God, I know, I know from your word, I know I matter to you. In the name of Jesus. I want to pray and ask God to help you to believe the gospel more strongly. More strongly. We've been looking at our goodness and that causes us to wobble. Feeling deeply insecure. We want to pray that, Lord, please help me believe the gospel. Help me believe the gospel. Give me, give me the tenacity, Lord, to, to stand firm in the gospel. When winds of doubt and pressure blow around me, oh God, May I stand firm and unmovable. Please, Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Enlighten the eyes of my understanding in the knowledge of you. I want to believe the gospel more. There are things that I have believed that are negative but Lord, this morning, help me believe the gospel more. Deeper, Lord. Deeper. Deeper. pray we are asking that you help us to believe the gospel more deeply the solid rock upon which we can stand that no rejection in life will break us yes every rejection is painful but as we stand in the gospel we shall not be broken We shall not be crushed. We shall come out always stronger and better. Lord, may we stand on this solid rock. Oh, Father, help us. In the name of Jesus.